Welcome back to Big Content. I'm Jack Settleman, creator and founder of Snap Exports. That's Nick Ercolano, creator and founder of Big Dogs Gotta Eat Entertainment Media. And Nick, what do we Entertainment have Entertainment Media Incorporation. Today, LLC. We are making, no, we're not an LLC. Once you're incorporated, you're no longer an you're LLC. You're incorporated? We are incorporated. We're a corporation. Don't get me off track. Go ahead, I'm, go trying, ahead, I'm go trying to go dial in right ahead. now. Today, we're doing predictions. Everyone loves predictions. Ours are less predicting, predicting and more... A matter of fact, mm. I feel very confident in my predictions for the creator economy. Now, the prompt is creator economy predictions for the year of 2024 as this year wraps up. A lot of mine, I think, might take a little bit longer to go into effect, but I'm confident on a 10 out of 10 scale. We'll make it through the playoffs, can win wildcard weekend all the way through Super Bowl, that these will come to fruition over the next five years, maybe 10 years. But for the most part, I think we'll start seeing them become a staple of the creator economy within the next 12 months. Okay. So Thoughts? you're... You're making predictions for the next year, but also the next five? I think they'll start this year. Got it. And they might not okay, so fully you, flesh so out. So instead of predictions, you're not instead of, you're about to predict the creator economy trends and you're calling them early. Sure. Okay. All right, let's do it. Go you ahead. You start. Okay. You want me to start? No, you. I'll go with the platform prediction. I think that YouTube takes over television. Think about Google plus video. That's what YouTube's going to be. But it's also going to be able to level up similar to how Netflix started onboarding content but creating their own content. I just think the searchability, the more I think YouTube TV was a huge step in that direction. I think that old YouTube people thought of as like goofy, vine, like crazy thumbnails, Mr. Beast. And I think over the years between YouTube TV and the NFL Sunday ticket, Thing that they've got going on i think youtube when you turn on your television will kind of just become synonymous with i'm watching tv and you won't even say youtube tv because they're going to be the leader in the market so you think like the company of youtube Google. is going to Google, basically yeah. yeah so the the corporation of youtube yeah. the llc of youtube if you yeah. want to say <laughs> yeah. will become like the norm yes. for what people think of television in their head yep interesting i agree with that i think at this point that is pretty much norm for me. Like I have YouTube TV. I obviously put a lot of content out on YouTube. So that's like the norm for me. And I think um, it's interesting, I guess, because prior to all social media, you kind of just like click the TV on and then you were like hoping something hit. Whereas now it's like everything is so customized and you're like, I turn something on, whether it's the phone, my laptop TV, mm -hmm. I know where I'm going and I pretty much know what I'm searching for. And I think YouTube's kind of like condensed that. I still get that feeling on YouTube though, where I want to be shown new stuff. You watch YouTube on your TV, not YouTube TV, but like YouTube very, on TV. Like very small, but that's kind of part of my prediction to where instead of having spectrum and going to watch X, Y, and Z, like I did last night, I would just turn on the YouTube app. Okay. Interesting. I like it. I don't really watch TV much or YouTube on my TV much, unless I have like a super specific thing. I find myself doing it with hot ones sometimes. I really like that series. That's almost like the only thing. I well, I, I think that's actually wherein lies the prediction, which is you would watch hot ones on TV. Why? Because it feels native to being produced at a quality level that mm -hmm. matches television. And I think that 98% of content right now on YouTube is not, not 98, 99.9% .9 is not TV level quality. It's not serialized. Like you don't build content for YouTube as you would TV. But I think Pat McAfee is the first example of, okay, well, if this YouTube show could easily turn into a TV, like the production level and quality and investment level into, into YouTube is now going to hit just a, a different level. And, and that's my prediction. Okay. My first prediction is that over the course of the next bunch of years, we're going to see a huge amount of investment money move from these like spray and pray type of investments where investors think they found a good idea or something just to creators and creator-led businesses and creator-led brands and i think it's i think it's really simple like i can't I, i'm surprised this is not already a thing it is at a very high level yeah i think a lot of investors you're saying a small level that it's not done at a very volumized level yet it's not the norm at all. Like, I don't think most creators even know they can raise investment money where I think this will be extremely normal in five to 10 years. There will be, I can combine two of my predictions yeah, yeah. about like crowdfunding from 
your audience, which is already a thing, but mm-hmm. it's really unknown unless people are really in the like creator economy niche. And even those people I don't think are like super in tapped with that. But I think we'll start seeing investment money go into creators because business at a very simple level is any business, realistically, any service, any business, whatever is distribution and product. It's mm-hmm. those two things, right? And distribution in today's world is social media and an audience and product is whatever you make the product, whatever mm-hmm. you want to sell your audience. Creators literally have already figured out one half of the equation. Whereas a lot of the times or in the previous, you know, 10, 20, 40 years, whatever, investors have just been putting money into someone that's pitching them on a product saying like, oh, we have, we, we're, we're almost like lying to you about having one half of the product. We don't even know if it fits the market yet, right? Where now it's like you go to an investor, an investor comes in and is like, I already know what your product is in terms of content. You're, you already have the distribution. And the beautiful part about that too is I think like product and service are a lot easier to be replicatable then building an audience is hard. It's right. not like a science, right? It's yeah. like more of an art. It's like you get lucky in a sense. It's a lot of hard work over a long period of time. But a lot of times you need a break at some point mm-hmm. that like gets you there. Product, I feel like people who are really knowledgeable about product. And like, if you're a great creator, you could find someone who's really knowledgeable about strategy, about operations, about logistics, about all this stuff that could take you and completely like take over that other half of your business. Where if you have a great product, it's not always easy to just be like, Yep, we'll just get the distribution down. Distribution is really tough in today's Mm -hmm. world if you cannot find that like leverage point. So I think we'll see investors be like, why am I trying to figure out this whole equation when one half is already figured out for me? My other prediction or another prediction I had is actually the complete opposite of that, which I think makes for an interesting conversation. So I am wearing uh, Jesser, who is the biggest basketball YouTuber. He's probably got 20 million subscribers on YouTube. So he launched a shoe uh, it's actually not a basketball shoe. You tell him to watch the throne. <laughs> Get a little better view of that in the camera. Yeah, it's not a... Uh, I don't think it's a basketball shoe. I'm pretty sure it's meant to be a trainer. His team, I know his team, he's not necessarily the only person running the business. He has a full-blown team. Like, he has a COO, mm-hmm. he's got a CMO, he's got a CEO. And so my kind of opinion on that is I don't know if there'll be that many investments in creators because I don't know how many creators are actually good business minds as they are creator and audience builder minds. I mean, that's no different than any, any person trying to raise money when they have an idea. People, investors put money into tons of people who are not good business minds just because they thought the product was good. Sure. And that's why I think I wrote that, uh, companies will hire in-house creators and have in-house production so instead, so the equation that they have is actually the product, right? So you're saying creators have distribution. I think that more people are just going to go the route of, okay, we know how to build a really good product that an audience wants. Now we just need to get it out to people. And I think that's the route that they go. Now, I'm not saying there will be no creator investment. I just think when you start to really think about uh, the economics of the whole thing, like, it's an even riskier investment than traditional venture capital. And I think, you know, because we talk, I've talked to the companies that are looking to invest in creators. And then at least from my perspective, the reason I said no was because I didn't want them to have upside in my entire career versus most traditional investment. Like let's say I wanted to start a basketball shoe. You could invest in that. It could go great. It could go poorly. If it goes great, I might start a, uh, soccer show, but that person isn't necessarily guaranteed to be invested versus they were trying to take like 30 years of my, I, th- I think there's probably multiple conversations to be had here. I think there's different levels of creators where if you're starting, maybe I can rephrase what but I'm that's saying. That's the problem. The lower level creator, I don't think they're going to get money because there's a million of them, right? But the now. scale of it's not like they're going to get $10 million yeah. of, of investment. Like any company needs to be pretty so you well think established. It'll be like spray and pray. I, I think it will be, a an unlock of the option being very well known that creators can it, they still have to like qualify and yeah. be a good investment for the firm or whatever but i think it'll be you know just as like any firms can invest in real estate firms can invest in businesses they can invest in a million different things there'll be firms for content investors which is like a thing but i think it'll be way more widespread i think it'll be way more platforms and opportunities like based on that and i think it will happen at a more widespread basis I mean, I I do think investment in creators will grow. I'm not disputing that. I think 
that it will actually start with well-established companies building out their team before we see as much investment on the other side. I, I also have that on my list, like in-house content creators, yeah. but I actually took it from a, um, from a different perspective rather than like the company saying, oh, we need to build in-house content creators. I actually think we'll see an influx of employees at companies mm. be like, hey, I want to be a content creator for this company. Like I want to be the person that becomes like the face of the company or makes content based on the product or service that we do, like an expert within the company. Do you think that people, do you think companies will move in the direction of faces? Like, I don't think you necessarily have to pick a person because then you're only one per company, which I think is an interesting spot to be in. And then obviously the, the ups and downs of if that person wants to leave, they get a better opportunity, like mm -hmm. brand affinity, all that stuff. I think more, maybe they highlight more employees, create content, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like a face of the brand. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think that'll probably be a tough lesson for a lot of, I, I think most businesses are so clueless with it yeah. that they'll be open to the idea without realistically like content is a low risk activity at the end of the day, right? Like you let somebody make content for you, they leave. It's not like your business kind of like shutters unless mm. that became a huge part of your business. Then yeah. it's a different conversation to be had, obviously. So I think a lot of companies will probably be a little bit uneducated to like what it takes to run the content side of things. So they'll probably let one person do it and then that person will leave or, you know, get a mm. different opportunity, whatever. So I, it could definitely be problematic, but I think um, people within companies will see that as like a, an opportunity What maybe it's, to get a raise to add more money to their plate or maybe it's an outlet for them to not take on risk of being a creator on the side or like maybe the company that they're within they're like passionate about what they're doing there so they're like hey i want to make content for the company rather than individual which is like that's a little bit more high risk i think if you're an individual creator like going off on your own to try to do it yeah well that's my next prediction creators will move towards less of a solo journey uh Right now, so I mean, solo is the hardest. And every creator I talk to through our agency, through my network, just in general, the biggest sticking point is like, you're really going through this all on your own. You edit, the, the hardest part is actually the solo beginning, which is kind of counterintuitive. You would think that making it as a creator is, you know, so, so hard. It's because 99% of creators do it on their own and they don't have a team, and they don't have funding, like you said, and they have to figure it out and go viral and build a community all by themselves. And then it's almost like on easy mode. Like the, the one that I would point to the most is like destroying. Like destroying went from, you know, editing all his own stuff, getting kicked off the team, couldn't post YouTube, couldn't make money off YouTube, like this crazy grind. And then now that he's at this level, it's like, okay, he has access to every football team he could ever want to interact with. He works with the NFL. He has an audience he can bank on. He has an editing team. He it's almost like he's now gotten to the easy part. So how do we flip that on its head? I mean, we're going to do a very small piece of that by opening up the office for creators to come in. I mean, even what you did last night with my brother, it's like you come into a pre-existing space with heightened production, camera, you because of being in the space, you're now connected with someone else. So you're not doing it solo. Uh, you now have the resources to at least learn about thumbnails and all this stuff, different stuff just by being here. So I think that's going to continue to trend. Um, and I hope it does yeah. because uh, God, I wish that that was available for me. Yeah. So that was like one of my biggest ones on here. And one I was eventually going to get to, I had like two that I wasn't really sure how to combine. There will be one was like there will be more one person media companies start to scale and like hiring out yeah. and that becoming more normalized. I think the reason most things aren't normalized right now, just in, it doesn't have to be like creator economy focused, but people just don't know how to do things and mm -hmm. people don't know that it's, it's okay to do these things. And my, my other thing that was like related to this is that we're going to be, I think, one of the first businesses or offices that like combine. I don't know if we're necessarily going to be the spark for it, but I think we're going to be one of the first to do something like this. And there have been TikTok houses. Mm -hmm. There have been um, like founder houses yeah. in New York or whatever. I think what we're doing is different. I think what they do is like business based, like whoever, all right, you get a TikTok house, right? Of like eight creators. They're not doing it together. It's like someone is in charge of that 
and making money off of those creators. The founder houses, they have investments in mm -hmm. those people who are in the founding places or whatever. What we're doing is more like, let's get an apartment together, hang out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I think what this is going to allow individual creators to do is understand that they can do that. Because most, like you said, most creators are starting their journey and they're like lonely, but there are creators that are in that like, I don't know, 25K to 100K following range that make significant money but don't know what to do with it. And then they might link up with other people in their industry and be like, oh, we could actually like get an office space together mm -hmm. that's really not that expensive and like make a business out of this. And right now it just seems ridiculous. Like you don't know if, if I'm 22 years old, 23 years old, I don't know that that's an option for me. Yeah. But us doing that and like documenting the process of it, I think will open it up. And I hope that it becomes and starts a trend of younger creators like doing that. And I think what I've like really settled on is like I'm passionate about helping individual creators and creator-led small media brands scale up to a point that they're like super comfortable with. So like the one person becoming 10, mm -hmm. one person becoming 15, like that I feel like is a sweet spot. And I think what we're doing is going to be able to open that up and escalate that process. And I think that plays itself out over the next 10 years where what we're doing is going to be normalized by then. What's your next next prediction? Good time to remind people to subscribe. Mm. My next prediction <laughs> is that you watching <laughs> behind the screen will go and fucking click subscribe. What about your prediction a year from now for our subscribers? What are we at right now? 1900? 5K. I was going to say 10K. I think once the year flips, we're in the new office. We're going to have like systems down. I think guests are going to be really important. That that I too. Think guests yeah. are going to be really important. I kind of forgot about that. And then we systemize all the thumbnails, the social clips start to go, especially with the guests, and and consistency. And I think it'd be ten k. And be, I think I'd also, be really happy with that. I also think where we're going to be at, and our like just I guess opinions in the creator economy in a year could be really powerful, based on the growth. You think we're going to be moving the market. I don't know if we'll be moving the market, but maybe small markets. Like, we'll be you know, moving penny the stocks. investor economy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so another thing that kind of goes off of what I was saying a little bit is I think one of the biggest opportunities as a creator is to find someone who is tech-focused to join your team. Um it's no different, I think, than the way like businesses have been run or people talk about how a, how a business should be run. Mm -hmm. It's like find one tech person, find one visionary, and like they're the perfect combo of people. And I think most most creators, and, and when I say tech person, it doesn't even mean to be a tech person, but like a product focused person. Almost every creator eventually experiments with like how do I productize. Mm -hmm. I don't think like any creator, most creators don't like really sit down to be like. Let me see if I can find someone who's really good at this and kind of bring them on my team. It took me a very long time to realize that I should probably do that. And we obviously have that now with, with JL on the team. But I think that will be like a really, really strong focus over the next, you know, five, 10 years of seeing creators become half media companies, half software companies, and sometimes physical products, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to just say it's like tech products, yeah, but yeah. physical products. And we're seeing it with some creators now that launch their own physical products. But I think we'll see an emphasis on like, these smaller creators that want to put really, really strong quality behind the products that they give out. But will they be able to afford that, the smaller creators? I think the answer is yes. Okay. I think that they could find someone to work with them, for them, whatever, for maybe equity. Um, not everyone needs to hire like a senior full stack developer kind of thing where the salary is 200000 $200,000, mm -hmm. whatever. It might be like you and a friend combining who's like an engineer out of college, right? And like doing it together. And it's got a very startup-y feel, what but that's what creators yeah, I, I was going to say, what about the idea that instead of, you know, out of college or that, it's like JL joins the team off of equity, like you would a traditional startup. Like creator media or creators are a startup and people will join in their belief. Not like, hey, I love your content. I really want to work for you, but like quality talent. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. yeah. Like JL has equity in our company now. Right. Yeah. And, and he came from a real company and quality talent joining. Because I think that's the biggest thing. And then when you think of like, who, do, who did I see? Was it Jesser? Was it Mr. Beast? I feel like someone just made a hire and it was pretty much like they hired like... 
When is a creator, when is Jess or Shu, when are they going to go higher, like the number four guy at Nike? Yeah. So that's like my prediction is that like creators are going to have the pull to be able to, like yeah. us uh, us making these podcasts and like making okay, content but like they this do now. makes recruiting really, really does, easy. But now they have the the power, the top ones. Are you saying you think the next level could actually yes. start to pull real I'm not saying that at scale. No, my prediction has nothing to do with like pulling the top Nike guys. My prediction, I didn't pull the top Nike guy. I pulled JL, who was a yeah. friend of mine that worked at a company that was known and, and, yeah. and it was a well-established company that is going to start trickling down. And it's like, you're going to be able to bring on tech people onto your team. A lot of times I, I would understand why tech people would not want to, because it feels like it's a flimsy standing. It's like, mm -hmm. this is not a real company. It's not a real thing, but yeah. like creators are going to make enough money and, and they already are yeah. to be able to provide for those types of people. And I think, that will be one of their first hires. Like creators right now don't really know. It's like, should I be hiring an editor? Should I be hiring this, whatever? Yeah. And I think like a tech person could be your second or third hire in that mix. Yeah. I, I am interested in the hiring piece because you look at like Barstool, they brought in Erica, right? That was a huge move for them. Mm -hmm. And I think at that scale, they were big enough that it made sense because you didn't think of Dave Portnoy as a creator. You thought of it as a media company. Now that roles are kind of reversed, like could you really bring in that level of talent to a creator media entity. Yeah. I think, yes, that I think will happen. The biggest question to me is, it's probably more needed at the level like under that. Will you be able to bring in, maybe not the top Nike guy, but maybe it's like, you know, number 48 down the pecking order. And you start to look at like working for this startup uh, as a quality role as opposed to- It will. I'm telling you like creators, or at least like intermediate level creators, are going to be, and I already look at this one way, and you probably do too, mm -hmm. are already like businesses. They're already yeah. medium level businesses, but I don't think like the world necessarily looks at them that way yet, but I think they will over the next yeah. decade for sure. My bold prediction, live shopping will have a hype cycle equivalent to being a YouTuber, crypto, NFT, like a where a live shopping influencer or ambassador or whatever it might be, they will literally become one of the most famous people in America for a period of time. Not forever. I'm not saying they're going to be an A-list celebrity forever. But I think they will have a rise where, like, Charlie D'Amelio is known by the general public for a short period of time. A shopping, a live shopping influencer, that will happen over the next uh, 24 months. What exactly is a live shopper? <laughs> so, yes, for those who don't know, uh, live, I think live shopping, and this is, it's funny I say this, I actually am not a believer in live shopping. Oh, this I is going to, I had a few follow-up questions. I think this. it's stupid and I hate it, but I do have to acknowledge, I think it will be a trend. Will it be a trend that lasts? That's why I put hype cycle, because I don't know, like some hype cycles, they sustain. Like the Drewski hype cycle has sustained. He's still hilarious as he was, you know, three years ago. A live shot. So live shopping is super popular in Asia. It's essentially like someone talking to you. I think uh, on TV, it's called like QVC, right? So it's the same exact thing. And you've already seen TikTok add their shop tab. This is a uh, common like sports cards. Uh, whatnot has now added on to sports cards and collectibles and they'll do clothes. You've got uh, this app. What was the app that Hallie was just making all her friends sign up for? Yeah. What was it? Uh, I don't know. I haven't downloaded it. It's not Wish, right? OnlyFans? Flip, flip, oh. flip, flip. So Flip, they, they're this platform where you could shop for stuff, and then it's pretty much like personal reviews, right? Like So she would buy something, review it, and then she would get rewarded for it. The ultimate end goal is, and it's already popular in Asia, is live shopping. So what's going to happen is people are going to be live in app trying stuff on showing how it fits showing what they like showing what and selling clothes to people why where does that prediction come from for you personally like is there anecdotal pieces of you that uh i know that it's already happened in asia it's okay. the biggest thing i know that tiktok is moving in that direction all social platforms or most are trying to capture that market um and then my personal anecdote is my fiance who shops <laughs> a lot and and I can already see why it makes a ton of sense. Like the evolution has gone from, I mean, look at TikTok. TikTok is literally an on-demand 
shopping platform, like the way those people consume content. They watch what Alex Earl puts on. They see how she talks about it, how it looks on her, and then they decide to make a buy or not. And I think we're just going to level up from there because that's what all the platforms push. It's this, like eBay when eBay was yeah, it's, became it's literally eBay. eBay. This was eBay. this was something I wrestled with when making these predictions was how much do I believe that this will happen based on like okay like um, for instance. Esports. Everyone has basically been saying that esports is going to be yeah, the like next the next thing. biggest yeah, sport yeah. in ten years from now. People have been saying that for five years, and I have no doubt that the no, popularity for, has been for longer for ten years. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And me, I'm like, I'm not interested in watching that. I understand that the popularity is rising. Yeah. And then I look, and I, try, I like, I think it's really easy to dive into headlines mm -hmm. and not actually just look at your real life and what's going on in culture. Because I wanted to make a prediction about YouTube Shorts, and yeah. I was like, the only thing, the only real like tangible impact YouTube shorts has on in my life is like when I see it, when I upload, like yeah. I've never once had a conversation with a friend who sent me something and been like, yo, check out this YouTube. But, short. There, but I know people who watch YouTube shorts, which is crazy. I, I don't, so I'm who, saying like I wrestled like with who actually that, uh, you know, like uh, people in the con in the content creation world because like, I don't think my friends would even you know, know what I mean YouTube okay but, but that's what I mean me, like that, so the reason start. I believe in TikTok is because every okay. friend group is like yeah check out this right. TikTok yeah. where and people are like YouTube shorts can be the next biggest okay. thing based on do fucking you believe what? in Instagram Reels? No, I, I I like Reels because I've they, never once watched a Reel. Your friends don't send you any. Well, like I, have, DM? I have no, like no, two I've friends been, who won't download TikTok, but then they'll just send this, the reel that I saw on TikTok. Okay, no, no, there you go. Like, That's enough for me. Well, yeah. all content, I send now, reels to my friends all all content now is reels, just on your homepage. But I never have used the reels tab to scroll like I have TikTok. Okay, I have. Yeah. I use that like so, pretty often. And that's that's all I'm saying is like, Yes, I do think it's a good exercise to understand. And it's, it's right. And this, this is why I was asking you. I yeah. agree. This is why I was saying I was wrestling with it because there are things I don't believe in, though I can feel that other people do. And that's why I don't even like have a prediction on it. Okay. Which so, is why I asked you about the live yeah, shopping. Yeah. So like, the reason with live shopping that, like I said, I don't, I won't use it, or at least I don't think I will use it. I don't like, I get why there's doubt to it, but I also have seen it exist in other worlds. And why do I think it will transfer over? I think it's because it hasn't existed. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, oh. TikTok has existed. IG Reels has ex existed. YouTube Shorts is not new. The only time we've never seen live shopping in the United States on social. But when it was on TV, the QVC is one of the most popular, right? So it's not like a new concept. Sure. It's just a new medium. And so anyways, the actual prediction was about... I think that one person is going to become such a megastar that they are going to like just capture that market. Then everyone will follow. People will get into it. And then you'll have, you know, the same tiered things. But it's going to take immense talent and hard work. Like the person is going to be one of the best entertainers of all time. They're going to find their way through this and then they'll become a megastar and they'll do so movies. So do you think they're or, going to be, sorry if you, yeah. you know, do you think they're going to be like, hired by a company already and then just explode as a megastar? I think that- like How do you think they do this? I think it starts independently. Okay. So, because I, I still think until, I still think that's the path, right? Like you could see an Abercrombie and Fitch hiring a bunch that's of creators. What, I almost feel like that might be more likely. Those people, those people are like upscale models and salespeople to a degree. And I think, sure, I think people will, call, you'll win out of that. But I think the person who truly wins is the one who starts neutral. So you, the trust gets built from day one. Where, where I think could also happen is like, I think the person that doesn't set, like I almost feel like whoever it is that pops off and becomes like this viral sensation for yeah. a little while is going to do so almost accidentally. In the same way that that dude with like the ocean spray bottle, like the skateboard or whatever came like yeah. wildly popular for no reason, he just like made a TikTok. I could see a company putting somebody on or like the person is like accidentally in the video or just makes one silly video or something like that, becoming that person for you. Not someone who's like necessarily an independent brand yeah. trying to get there. Yeah. We'll see. I think live shopping is stupid, but it makes like 100% sense to me. Okay. I'm j I just don't shop that much. Okay. This kind of goes back to the point I was just making. This, this could be an all-time bad call. And this is just one for this <laughs> upcoming year. I don't think AI is going to really impact creators much this year. Like I don't think relative to the way people talk about AI on a daily basis, I don't think it's really impacted almost anyone that's not tech focused up to this point. And I don't think it will have an immense impact until 
2025, 2026. I think it'll be longer than that. Okay. And I think we should probably stop talking about it because <laughs> you talk a lot about it. And I, I do think if you embraced it, it could 100%. It's just not there right. yet. There's, no. there's not a I mean, ton it's of the usable same as tools. VR. Like sure. VR still isn't here. Okay. On that note, the Apple VR headset, I think will be the most impactful tech product over the next decade. Wow. Like literally, I think this upcoming product launch of this, I'm buying two of them. I'm already telling you I'm buying two of them. Buy two. One to use and one to keep in a, in a, in the case, in the original case. I've never been more fucking serious about really? anything in my life. Yeah. No, Wait, I mean, how like the original iPhone just sold for like 80 grand or yeah. whatever. Yes. Yeah. That's why this will be a product. I think that, so why wouldn't you buy like 10? That's just a lot of upcom upfront cash to just like <laughs> sit there. I mean, it's risk reward, yeah, but I, I like yeah. truly, truly believe in this. It's not like a VR headset. It's not like the traditional VR headsets. It is something that's, I feel is so fucking powerful. I'm telling you, I, I haven't really believed in something. If like you this. put, a, have you played with Oculus before? No, really, never put on a VR headset. Oh, that's mind blowing that you have that take them. Put on a VR headset, and then I get it. It's the most mind-boggling experience. And then you see why it hasn't arrived yet. It's because the tech just still isn't there. You're making a bet on Apple. It's normally a pretty good bet. I don't think this stuff happens as quickly as you would think. Flying cars still aren't here. Electric cars still like are finally here, but I'm sure they were touted as being here a decade ago. Uh, Self-driving cars still really aren't here yet. This is obviously different. This I is, think when you is, say in the next decade, I think we probably don't actually see it come to fruition. I don't know if this first. I don't know if this first VR headset for Apple is going to be the the one, but I'm telling you, it's a million times closer than any other product that's coming. Oh, out. Yeah, and I started. I, I just started thinking, like in my mind, the way it started going about how it's going to revolutionize every industry is, it, it's it's you put it on and it could see everything in front of you, obviously, yeah. and it has. 25 cameras inside, 25 cameras outside. So it sees exactly where your eyes are moving and it's like spot on with where it goes. My mind immediately went to like, okay, someone's going to create like a fitness app where it could see the equipment you have in front of you mm -hmm. and you're going to put in your goals and it's literally going to have like, you're trying to build your chest muscle. It's like, wait 46 more seconds because your heart rate is at this yeah. elevation right now, VO2 max. Now go pick up, go lay on that bench right now, do eight reps of 25 pounds. And like, it's going to be able to literally push you through you life to, towards your goal. You need to put on a headset. The, like, it's already there. Yeah, which is why I'm fucking excited about yeah. this. I'm, I'm telling how, you. How does it impact the creator economy? Oh, I'm. I don't know off the top of my head, but in yeah. the same way that like the iPhone fucking imagine live shopping, but you're actually in the store facts. Yeah. Like being able to see anything. Oh, like another example that they put, like you could buy, he was like, I got to see an example of what it would be like to buy courtside seats at mm -hmm. a game. Like you're gonna be able to buy 10 to $15 courtside I've seats at games saying that for years. Yeah. And he's like, it's, it, it's obviously not the same as being in the stadium, but it's close, it's pretty damn fucking yeah. close. And no, I've always said, Five to ten bucks. I'm sitting courtside, and you feel you hear like when you when you put on that headset, it feels fucking real. Yeah. So what I think it will impact really heavily is live streams, yeah. like you being able to be there with mm -hmm. the person about whatever they're doing. Like live streams will happen. Or obviously, you could like live stream and talk right now. Like I can go on YouTube and yeah. you know whatever. Um, but you're going to be able to do things and experience things with the headset on and live stream that in the moment, like our fantasy draft or whatever that we do, like the draft day party, I could put a headset on mm -hmm. and live stream that to YouTube the entire time. You could see my entire POV yeah. point of view of that kind of stuff. So I think live streams will go. Do you think it's going to be dangerous? Not that it matters and not that it's up to you. Dangerous in what way? Like, I guess you have to experience it to really understand where this is coming from. But like, once you're in there, there's not really a reason to leave. With great power comes oh, great responsibility. Oh, 100%. I actually think once they find like a, a form factor where they'll eventually get it down to a point where it's like sunglasses. Like yeah. the power of the Apple VR yeah, headset yeah. is in your sunglasses. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll live in there like fucking 90 Have you ever the seen the movie? The movie? Do you know what the movie I'm talking about? There's um, It's a book first and then it was a movie. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes, like that, that's where I see, I'm telling you, it was like the way he presented it. And there was like three screens and I imagine like doing all my, we're just sitting here doing all my work on Ready the three player screens. one. Yes. Okay. I've seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Like after I put her on a headset and then watch that movie, I'm like, yeah, it's I, over. I, it's over. Yeah. It's one of those things that everyone will have pushback on at first. Isn't that how we're supposed to do? And then every part of their life becomes better, more efficient, yeah. easier, whatever. And then they'll stop complaining about it. It does. And then, but then when you're living real life, it, I actually think that as impactful as it will be, that will be the first. That'll be like the big reset where people are like, holy fuck, we got to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that too. Because. I'm going to get home from work, right? But Apple's going to make 10 bajillion dollars off it first, though. Yeah, of course. I buy Apple stock. So will uh, I. Not financial I'm sell the first edition. You, hop, you get home from work, you buy the headset. Okay, now I'm going to easily be able to order food tonight by clicking a button that's automatically connected to my shit. I'm going to be able to like see it live and actually know what I'm in the mood for while watching something on Netflix. Then my friend's going to call me all while I'm in this headset. And so from like 6 o'clock till midnight, I can just consume what I'm pretty much doing on my phone and my TV, but just hands-free and just like touching things in front of my face. Oh, and by the way, when I take off that headset, I'm back to reality. And reality is nothing like this virtual reality I'm living in, which is way better. So it's as a huge proponent of it, which I am, and I too would make a bet on it. I do think it's going to be a crazy situation. It is. You got to embrace it. We're going courtside, Jack. We don't got to sit in section 119 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I actually think you'll like this one. I think uh, content's going to become so so serious that patents and plagiarism for editing styles for content creation styles i think that will become a thing in the future now it's tough to say that because i always like to remind people that content has existed for thousands of years like newspaper that's content like articles are content uh, TV was content. Movies are content. And pe music is content. People have been ripping off the best parts of songs, using them as samples, and then putting them into their music. So I don't necessarily know if this will come to fruition, but I do think that some people's editing styles, the formats that they use, are they're truly theirs, and then people just get to copy them. And they get looked down upon, maybe, but, but not like in you know, school where plagiarism, you would actually get kicked out of school. Whereas opposed to today, maybe your comment section is like, wow, you just ripped off that person's video, but like you could still get a million views on it. And even if 40% of the comments are bad, 60%. How do they enforce that though? Like who's enforcing that? How does, how does that get enforced if it's not already been enforced? I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think that gets built out and okay. there becomes a system. So that, one thing I think that we'll, protects creators content. You know what I think will happen? Um, I don't know if it's up the same exact alley, but I think that with AI and people being able to generate like fake songs from people, yeah. this is where I think the blockchain actually has its moment. Mm. This is where I think blockchain actually matters in the world. People are like, I, people, uh, crypto's back up or something recently. Yeah, I haven't, again. I haven't been <laughs> paying attention at all because in my mind, I'm like, nothing, this doesn't matter because nothing in real life is applicable yet. Yeah. Like in order for this to be sustaining mm -hmm. and like Bitcoin really to be worth a million dollars, whatever, like something in the real world has to change. Like yeah. America has to be like, we're using Bitcoin as our main company. <laughs> then it's like, okay, I believe that the price of Bitcoin makes yeah, sense yeah. now. For it to just randomly go up for the fuck of it is dumb as fuck. But I think what will happen is... Almost in the sense that, like, the blue check mark mm -hmm. made you know that someone, it was someone's official account. There will be whatever, I'm not, I'm not sure what it's going to be, like, what the form factor is going to be for it, but the blockchain will have its own blue check mark version of content. So you'll see something and it'll be like, holy fuck, that's Jack. It doesn't have the blue check mark. So you know right away that's yeah. not him. It was AI generated. Yeah. I think that's, that's where the blockchain's biggest, big first, like, human impact will be. This is my last prediction. I already went in on YouTube. I think YouTube's going to gravitate. Would you call YouTube social media? Yeah. Okay. So then I guess my prediction is that YouTube no longer is social media. It's just the media hub mm. or the go-to. It's kind of going back to your first prediction in a way. No, no. So I'm prefacing that for this take. I think the most successful social platform over the next 10 years already exists. And it's called Reddit. I think Reddit. You don't like this or you do? No, like I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. You've got my attention. Okay, good. 
I think before I haven't been paying attention. (laughs) I think that Reddit is, I think Reddit has a world of potential that they've yet to reach and they've got a community that is just rabid um, because it's, it's, it's just very good content for each individualized community. I think that they figure out video, which I think is a necessary component to, and, and I could be wrong with how they do it, but that is how I think it's going to transpire. Like every platform we've seen has gone from written to video. Now you could say that Reddit is successful because they haven't, and that's like the one place to find written. I think that they figure out video, and then I think they become the biggest social platform. Do you think, okay, one, I like it. I like this. Reddit. Oh, one last thing. I don't use Reddit. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a power user by any means. Yeah. But I think everybody. What we're at. Why I like this is because at the core of what Reddit is, everyone knows that you get the the best answers from Reddit. Yeah. Anytime you have a question for Google, Google just a middleman. You're <laughs> like you have to type in the question. Reddit at the end of it. And you know, you're getting the best possible answer from that. And that's the brand that Reddit has built out being like the most truthful human relatable. Okay. Here's why. Here's why I actually know why, because it's anonymous answers. Not, not just Uh, that, uh, because it is, it's anything in life. The best is, is just data. Right. And the most Mm -hmm. amount of data, as much as YouTube is helpful for that, and as much as Google, you would think would be helpful, but you can you can fuck with the YouTube algorithm by paying. You can't pay to be at the top review on Reddit. Therefore, YouTube, there's just not as much data behind it, right? So it's like, what are the best 10 cameras? Only 10,000 people have reviewed cameras and made videos of them. But a million people can write something in two seconds and and then it starts filtering all this data and now we've got an answer. If you Google who has the best cameras, well, Sony has a sponsored ad and and then this list by Tech Hub, which Sony is also paying, right? So to your point, the truest answer is on Reddit. So yes. maybe they don't even need video. How does the creator use Reddit to so yeah so so if you're i don't think it's that different because i feel like reddit has kind of gamified like your status on reddit no i I also don't know yeah they've had that for a while so the right which encourages people to participate but i don't also i think that doesn't differentiate it that much from other platforms uh, from a creator standpoint what do you mean how does a creator use reddit in the same way that they would use any platform it's almost like a blog platform yeah, I, I'm not saying... I'm not arguing against yeah. you. I was just kind of thinking out loud. No, yeah. I'm also generally... No, how does the creator... Like, like, I've tried to... Because Reddit's massive for, yeah. for everything. And for specifically soccer, it's a huge platform because there isn't, like, a good aggregator for yeah. soccer news. Right. Um, and so, like, I've tried to push my own stuff onto it, but it, it doesn't ever work, first of all. Like, you have to join communities. You have to gain, like... In, yeah. Like, you have to gain a certain amount of points to join communities. That's, like Well, that's what you have to do. That's right. the problem. It's not that it doesn't work. It's that it's hard as fuck. Which you makes need, it, like, if you're... like To me, it's like building up, a Twitter per- profile. Yeah, except Twitter's, like... Just complete. put out your locks. Huh? Put out your locks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, literally, that's kind of how you no, do it, yeah. No, but that is... That is... To answer your question, how does a creator but, use it? It's how you would build a Twitter profile Why right do now. you think Reddit's going to be the biggest one, though? Let me ask you, do you know when Reddit was started? Yeah, it was two, like, yeah, it was, 2005. It's probably the longest. Stand 2005. Up. Yeah. How much innovation has gone into Reddit since they started? There's been a lot, but there hasn't, which is kind of the funny thing. I Why mean, do it's you founded by yeah. Alexis Ohanian? Why okay. do you think one, what predicting that also means that like Reddit wants to do that? In order for them to like, wh- why would they want to? Because they have a diehard group, right? Like going to video, you yeah. know, is going to piss off all the Reddit user base for no reason, just because. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So, so let me just preface by saying that's how I would think that they would get there. That's not my prediction that it's going to be via video. My prediction is that Reddit is going to become the biggest. Right. Platform. But in order to become the biggest platform, they're going to have to innovate in some way. I'm saying, why do you think yes, they want to do that? Or, and how? or because it is the truth. That's kind of like what their brand is. Fake news, split algorithms, all misinformation, not knowing where to trust. I think maybe it just gets back to the place where like, here's... I guess my point is if it's been that the whole time, why does it... Why does it because just we've, never, we've just, never reached... Yeah, I guess the prediction would be we've never reached a breaking point in life 
in society where it's been this bad where i'm scrolling twitter and obviously like i'm pro israel in that israel hamas conflict so what is my algorithm going to tell me it's only going to feed me shit on reddit yes if you go search shit you're going to find what you want to find but if you really went to a reddit post that was like the israel Palestine conflict broken down. Yeah. You could like type in like pros and cons for Israel. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and on no other platform are you going to get that. I agree. I just like, uh, for me, that doesn't feel like a, so, so I I have a hard time getting it there. So from a creator standpoint, I think it's probably like a better version of discord to a degree. If you can upkeep that maintenance, like discord's just like, it's flying. It's not It's not VOD. That's the biggest problem. It's not anything on demand. You're either in Discord for the moment or you're not. I think that's why Clubhouse failed. I think that's why Twitter Spaces failed. I think that's why, uh, that's why I don't like Twitch because I can never find the VOD. Live streams are you're great. Like if you're not there in the moment, you're missing out on it. Right, that. and I don't really... I, that's just not user behavior. It's just not like sports games are... Like there's... One thing in life where people will show up on time 10 times out of time, it's for live sports. Like, that's it. It was that, and, like, you wanted to be around for Game of Thrones, but if you couldn't make it Sunday at 6 o'clock, like, you just watched it the next day. It didn't really matter. So outside of sports, like, your content is just not powerful. And Like, even Mr. Beast, no, he doesn't premiere his content because no one cares. And even if he were, the 90% of people would watch it, you know, long tail anyway. So... I think that that Reddit's going to be a, and once again, I don't use Reddit. So my two bold predictions are probably ironic given that I'm not following that user behavior. But I think that as a creator, sorry, we're trying to answer that question. How would a creator, so people have like their own Reddit, I guess, things and people will comment on them, discuss things about them. Um, How would I, how would I utilize a Reddit I don't know. I think it depends on the creator. I don't know if I could give like a blanket way to. Well, here, here's what I would say. One of my predictions for the next few years, maybe maybe just this year, whatever, is that creators will start to focus on a singular platform. Creators, I think right now, are getting so far ahead of themselves, being like, I got to be on YouTube. I got to be on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I got to be on all these things, right? Where I think the only thing you need to do is worry about gaining leverage on one platform. And a lot of good will come from that. And I think... If you don't want to write, I really wouldn't be on Reddit. I wouldn't waste my time or my energy. If you do, then maybe Reddit is the place for you. And Reddit, I think, has that, like, maybe a Walmart version of, like, TikTok virality. You write something good enough, you make a good enough piece of content, it starts flooding with upvotes. It's going to shoot up there, and you'll get a following based off of that. Mm -hmm. Whereas that won't happen. If you start a blog tomorrow, you go to, like, fucking WordPress.com, start a, you know, producerblog.com. And you tweet it out. And you, and you wrote the best blog post of all time, doesn't matter. One, six people are going to see it. Yeah. Where I think Reddit has that discoverability mm-hmm. within their platform. So I would say creators are going to focus on one platform. They should be focusing on one platform, gain leverage there. And then when you have time to focus on other ones, that's when it happens. Because so many creators are spreading themselves thin, trying to be everywhere right now when they haven't been anywhere. You know what I mean? Like they haven't got one specific thing down yet that has driven them. And I let, I rode YouTube for fucking seven years mm-hmm. of just, and it supplemented my entire life. It financialized my entire life. It supplemented my entire life. And now that we have a team, started focused on TikTok. Yeah. Like you don't see me focusing heavily on Instagram or Twitter or any of these other platforms. Cause that shit is all the ROI we need. Yeah. And as soon as it runs out, or if we hit a leverage point elsewhere, almost on accident, we'll go after that. But I think creators to answer your question more so with Reddit and my prediction is like, I wouldn't try to go after it unless you like to write. And if so, I think that is one of the very few writing compat- compatible um, discoverability platforms, in a sense. That's a that's a prediction. I think most creators will start to focus on one platform, gain a lot of leverage there, and then maybe scale the team so that a team can help them focus on other platforms. Yeah, we did it that way. It's really overwhelming trying to do everything at once yeah. you can't. by yourself. You literally can't. Yeah, so, I mean, I just did Twitter on its own until now that I have more time, I started TikTok. But yeah. still, like, I focus on the main platform and then... Yeah. Yeah. And as much as you're focused on TikTok, where would you say more resources and time go now? Is it still that old platform? Like, for us, that's still our core. 
Even though we've now added additional platforms. It's probably 50-50. My time, uh, it's really hard to say because yeah. everybody in here works on both YouTube and TikTok, yeah. so I, I can't really figure out the top of my... But if YouTube went away, like you, like if YouTube went away, do you think you can make it off TikTok? If we put all of our focus into it, which would probably be what we did, yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. okay, so I had like a few others that I didn't get to flesh out full ideas for because I'm not sure where I wanted to go with them. I wanted to say something about the the monetization platforms right now, like the way Snapchat is paying people, the way TikTok is paying people. I don't know what my prediction for that is, but I'm more just like interested in seeing how it plays out because this is kind of the first time I feel as if platforms have finally, like all the money that they've made has gone back into, I don't know, developing the platforms or whatever. But now they're having to add this whole entire investment arm of their business back into creators mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting to see or going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it doesn't feel like it's sustainable but maybe it is because like at the end of the day these platforms are made up of creators mm -hmm. like they are what makes the platforms so maybe they do need to 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 pay them i don't i don't know like do you have any thought on like how this will play itself out because a lot of me that just says they're giving so much money to creators for shit quality content like it's got to run out eventually I mean, we've discussed in the past, like, do we think that creator funds and Snap beta program will continue? <laughs> I mean, honestly, this past year was a crazy bad market. Like, if you made it through, if, if you're, I think it's probably encouraging. If you're a creator who by 2025 is, like, in a better spot than you were, you're probably going to make it. Like, I think that this past year and maybe the year even coming up, it's going to be just, it's going to brutalize people. Like, it's going to, not frauds and the real, but, like, it will expose people and it'll turn them expose into, the into long-term thinkers and know that this stuff doesn't happen overnight. Um, but do I think that, do I, I, I hope the platforms keep paying because from my understanding, I mean, we've never been dependent on platforms to pay. But that's not possible for everyone. There's part of me that's like, I like it. And there's part of me that I think platforms not paying was almost good in what you just said. Like it, it, if creators had, it forced you to become a business person. Correct. It's like, and it's that's like what every creator needs to do. Yeah. They need to become a business person, but more importantly, becoming a business person is not really becoming a business person. It, it's more like making content. In a way that con a connects with your audience. I think business comes really easy if you make great content, really well, high think, quality, engaging. Yeah, content. but you're talking about building community and audience, which I think is what a business accomplish sure, tries exactly. to accomplish. Community will get you 99% of the way. All you got to do is kick the ball in the open net, I think, <laughs> business-wise. You can be great at business and, and make it that way, obviously, and have great product and stuff. But I think what it incentivizes was like... What well, I'm talking about is like, the intangibles of business. So am I. It, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a really long route to probably get to the point I'm trying to say here. Um, like what if, if platforms didn't pay people? Yeah. People would make content for a long time and they would try to sell things. Yeah. And then they would realize that like, fuck, I'm not having a good, yes. I'm not being good at selling things. And it's because you're not good at making content. And it's because you're not good at building community. It's because you're not teaching people or being valuable or engaging with mm -hmm. people. And that is the long tail effect of, having to make money in another way is it teaches you these intangibles that if you're not in it for the long haul, if you're just doing gimmicky mm -hmm. tactic -y things to get a hundred thousand views on a video, it doesn't matter because you're not getting paid for yeah. it. Okay. I think that's probably the best thing that you've said on this show. Thank you. I'm also going to offer a counter, which is the platform that I trust the most YouTube, as we've discussed mm -hmm. actually does pay people based on content. And so how do you, how do you, I guess, manage those two? Because that is a business, like trying to gain viewership. I guess it's not a scalable business. Like the math, what I've learned of YouTube monetization actually isn't. So I, do they not pay you? Like you don't make your money via YouTube. No, um, we actually have started to make some pretty fucking serious money on, on the trivia channel. For the people doing it the right way to begin with, the money I don't think will dictate it. But for the people doing it the wrong way, the money, mm. not making the money, will tell you that you need to change your ways. Right. Like you're probably trying to think of other ways you could replicate trivia now, which I think is a smart thing. 
I but mean, d- but does it take away from who you are as a company? What do you wait? Go back. What do you mean by that? Like, wouldn't wouldn't you replicate trivia five times over? Would you say that's the best pound for pound thing you guys do to make revenue? Maybe. So wouldn't, in theory, you try and replicate that as much as possible or scale that? I think we are. We're doing as much volume as we can, pretty much. Okay, I'll give you an example. Snapchat shows were like a gold mine two years ago. We had one Snapchat show that over the course of a year made like fucking 100 grand or something. Like, it was insane. Like, a three-minute show once a week, $100,000. And it was just based off viewership. And so we are like, okay, well, let's make a second show. So we had another show, and it made seventy grand. So now we're like, all right, well, let's shift our business to having 12 shows because that's like we're going to make so much money doing this. Well, that feels like you're trying to figure out product market fit still. No, we weren't. Like, we knew what what we did and we knew what content we wanted to do. And now we're start talking about like the drama in sports, which really isn't our thing, but because we know that it's going to make a shit ton of money. Like we start doing that. It doesn't add to our company value besides on the bottom line. Sure. So what I'm saying, and that's a pay based off viewership. And so what I'm saying to you is how do you be careful enough to, you know, be conscious of like, okay, trivia, that fits what you guys do. But but then it becomes something like, well, it kind of fits what we do, and I know we'll make a lot of money mm, doing it. Okay, so we don't have those discussions. Yeah. We haven't had those. We're not like, I, I think almost everything we do has started off as a natural progression. And then maybe we dive in and say like, hey, can we do this more? Can we do But it? I think this is the pitfall of pay for content, paid content, essentially. I see what you're saying. Content monetization. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying was that yeah. like when the platforms do pay you, it could incentivize you the wrong exactly. way. And what I was saying was that like the people doing it for the right reasons won't fall victim to that. Thus, we don't have those conversations yeah. inside internally. The people who were getting into it for the wrong reasons probably won't make money. And therefore, it will make them change their um, actions. Okay. Behaviors. Why did you stop doing Ike's lunch? We just didn't enjoy doing it. Okay. Don't you think that if it was a YouTube video... That was a 20-minute YouTube video every day. And it made us a shit ton of money. And the creator fund that it would have continued, maybe not forever, but probably for way longer than it should have. Sure. And so I think that's what we're warning against, which is like the pitfall. Now, what it didn't do, or what it did do by not having... You know how much fucking money we would have made during that That's what I mean. It would have been sick. Yeah. But, But now you're probably lucky that it didn't exist because you'd still be doing it today you'd fucking despise lunch you would be there'd be a lot of resentment there would be a lot of resentment and and what it did do it did two things one it showed like what you're you know what you actually wanted to accomplish which had nothing to do with that and two it did show you ways to monetize that audience and build community the right way you built tech and built product because of it Mm -hmm. and you sold merch that actually fit the market right instead of just continuing to do something you don't didn't want to do so that's a good that's a good point yeah content monetization is it doesn't so i think the answer is it won't necessarily stop but it's something that we're very conscious of and it's like flattening and and hedging your revenue so that you don't get to a spot where it's like well ike's lunch i don't love it but it's like 60 percent of the money we make and you know it we should like, how are we possibly cut that? Yeah. You should always be conscious about, you know, where money is coming from. Yeah. I mean, it should definitely be a fine mix of like, I enjoy doing it. Plus I enjoy, or, and it's, and it's making me money, you know? And obviously if you found a combination of the two and that's kind of, but I'm saying you need to constantly evaluate that because it, because you need to have other avenues or else you get trapped to saying, okay, well I don't like it anymore, but it is our entire revenue. It's not much different than like when we were, answering will's question last week or two weeks ago or whatever it's like when you have a viral video not much different it's like make sure that if you want to keep going down this path it's yeah. something that you actually enjoy doing because whether it's making money or making views same thing in a creator mm-hmm. mind for the most part is like you have to be very careful when you go down that path because if it starts making money then you start to rely on it mm-hmm. and that's where selling out in a sense yeah. could become a big problem because you sell out when you're in a point where you don't have leverage because yep. you need to get somewhere else so you're selling out yourself to get there you know 
So we're going to end there. Those are our predictions for the creator economy over the next year, three years, five yeah, years, Yeah, and if you're watching 10 this years. in 2033, throw down a comment. Fuck yeah. And be like, wow, these fucking idiots got that. Nick was we, crazy right. Or Jack you're like, all over the place. I'm literally watching this off my Apple headset. Facts. That I'm going to, cool. in one year, I'm going to go back and watch this off my Apple VR yeah. headset. Oh, and you'll be like, I wish I shaved. <laughs> it's going to be so sick. But yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. If you have any uh, predictions for the creator economy, we'd love Ooh, to hear them down below that, yeah. in the comment section. While you're down there, hit the button that looks like this. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you are new. We'll be talking everything creator economy media, social platforms, etc. Helping y'all hopefully going forward every Monday, noon Eastern time. We alive. Hang.